are listening to Think Funny with Aaron Donnelly, Nate Sadler, and Matt Donnelly. For show notes and to check out Aaron's books, please visit AaronDonnelly.com. And now, the show that only thinks it's funny, the Think Funny Podcast. Welcome to the Think Funny Podcast. This is Aaron Donnelly. I'm here with my co-host, Nate Sadler. Hey, everybody. And Matt Donnelly. Hi, guys. Uh, we're going to do our highs and lows. I think most of our highs and lows will probably be due to Twitter this week. Nate was just commenting that I had a tweet. I wouldn't say go viral, necessarily, but it was more popular by far than our other tweets. Um, and it was a guy. Uh, let's see. I think I printed it out just so that I could remember to read it. Uh, a man walks 314 miles to have sex with a 14-year-old girl. And it turns out it was a sting operation. And my comment, and he looks like a scraggly, you know, like the dude. My comment was molest gump and it it's caught so wildfire. Funny, <laughs> I, if I get one more notification on my phone that says somebody liked molest gump, I'm going to. Because my phone was sitting around and one of my kids saw it and they're like, what does that mean? I'm like, uh. <laughs> it sounds like you want to do bad things to Tom Hanks. Nate, I want to hear exactly what is happening with the. Uh, it's not just the Hollow Notes countdown; it's the Hollow Notes soulful countdown. Is that a difference than the, than a traditional Hollow Notes countdown? So I got to be different than all the other Hollow Notes count. You know, there are a dime right. a dozen the Hollow Notes countdowns, but this is yeah. a soulful Hollow Notes countdown. So all of this work I was saying was uh, you have one fan on the pot, on the countdown, and it's your mom. Yep lovingly supporting you and then all of this work is just to troll her yes so all this time and energy and you've seen the amount of posts and the amount of time i put into this the the fact that my mom has bought in hook line and sinker that john oates was in a turkish prison for a year yeah and and that i'm kind of melding the story of taken two in with john oates's life and she's believing it is awesome <laughs> So this weekend, I'm going to take some video editing software that I have, and I'm going to splice together pieces of movies and Hollow Notes videos and make a movie trailer where John Oates goes to Istanbul and his wife and daughter are kidnapped. And I'm going to pay a guy on Fiverr to do the booming uh, movie voice guy. And I'm going to show my mom and I'm be like, this is real. Are you also updating uh, his Wikipedia page? Yeah, to, I, I haven't support? done that yet, but I figured out how to do it. And then yeah. I'm just going to screenshot it before I submit it to be approved because it obviously will not pass because <laughs> I'm going to make everything up. So yeah, it's did you lot. see she corrected my grammar today? I did. <laughs> I have the worst grammar in the world, and everybody knows that. So I don't know why she even bothered. But and then she also uh, let's see. I think I printed that out. Um, did you do reference that you've been in talks with Liam Neeson about portraying the role of John Oates in the story of his life? Yeah. And your mom's like, really? <laughs> I think we need to talk a little bit about your mom and maybe the gullibility factor. Oh, about, we can do uh, an episode on my mom. She does. My favorite comment, you had a post of some video, you make my dreams come true, maybe? And then her, she has a great musical commentary here. She goes, it has that upbeat East Coast rocker sound born out of the street corner harmonizers. <laughs> oh, that's such a such a mom analysis of a Hollow Notes song. But uh, yeah, she still loves you guys. She thinks you guys are the best. So. Yeah, we love her too. But um, remember, this is this is actually our fortieth episode, and it did remind me of when we were trying to come up with a band name, and back in the nineties when it was popular for 
Fowdies, uh, gangster rap, and they were always mentioned in Fowdies. And we said, how about the Fowdies? And your mom said, how about the Fowdio Doties? <laughs> yes, I do. I do remember that. Because the, that would hit with the kids on the streets, on the mean How about street. the, she just pops in the in the kitchen. How about the Fodio Doties? Yeah, like she's listening in. Did you see there was an earthquake in Compton today? That kind of oh, oh yeah, everything together. So Good, yeah, I saw man. your Ice Cube meme. That was great. Ice Cube doesn't like care. Two likes. It's no molest Gump. <laughs> no molest Gump. I did print out some of my thoughts that I thought were good that I did. One was yeah. uh, John Bolton. Um, looks like he put Wilford Brimley in the microwave for 30 seconds. <laughs> I thought that was good. <laughs> um, I did a, let's see. Oh, there was one about how some British people were detained or trying to cross the Canadian border into the United States. And I said, probably trying to steal our art critic jobs. <laughs> I thought that was okay. Uh, so there was this big mural of Dolly Parton that someone just did. And I said, they should have put up a bust. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Who did the, who did the one about the pyramid scheme about the guy's name? <laughs> oh, that was it was a promoted yeah. tweet. This uh, Indian guy and, and is about biz- buying a business book or something and his name was Pyramod his first name <laughs> <laughs> so I said is your middle name Scheme Today we're going to cover the the Bilderberg uh, group, which is a basically it's a it's a meeting that happens every year and started in 1954, and it's the uh, world leaders get together for three or four days in an exclusive sort of hotel. They buy out the whole ho- hotel. They have security. No one's allowed in or in or out, I guess. And so it's this very highly secretive meeting, and everyone in world power. Uh, has gone to this. It's basically, every world leader or a world, large world government, Markle and you know France and just everyone that you can think of, England, uh, the United States usually sends people, but not the sitting president. So, like for like the last one, Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State, went. Uh, Jared Kushner was there, and then titans of industry, so technology, like Bill Gates has been there, Jeff Be- Bezos, uh, CEO of Apple and Google, Goldman Sachs guys from the banking world, the Goldman Sachs board members, Deutsche Bank, um, Coke, and then industrial world Koch brothers the ceo of alcoa and chrysler um it was originally started by um a couple of guys one uh, basically has, has connections with the rockefellers and exxon Mobil, as well as shell oil so all the major players of the world economy and government get invited it is a secret sort of group and so it lends itself to conspiracy theories. The primary conspiracy theory being that it, it the purpose of the Bilderberg Group uh, is for a new world order to have a world one world government um, to control the world economy and governments behind the scenes. Do what I guys... found funny was uh, when I was trying to research it, I don't have an Apple phone, iPhone, so I had to use uh, Google. And then I found out that they were one of the attendees. And I was like, oh, yeah. no, because <laughs> how are you supposed to research this so they, yeah. they control everything? So, <laughs> so what did what? search engine did you switch to? <laughs> well, I can't use Bing. I tried to use Bing and then I realized Microsoft was represented there too. And yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know what else there is. Um, there's some weird one that comes with TrackPhone. So I, I, I use that one. So, the yeah, CEO of TrackPhone is not at the Bilderberg convention. <laughs> They have a website and has like a FAQ. There's not a lot on the website, but um, you can email them media at org. So 
they really have an FAQ. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> when I saw your uh, email to them, Aaron, I, it was great because you know they 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 were you're not you have to be invited to it, of course, and that they were right. looking for people that can offer a different point of view. And so I thought, Aaron, you're perfect because you definitely have a different point of view. So <laughs> yeah. somebody with an interesting perspective is what they said. And now, a letter sent to the Bilderberg Group by Aaron Donnelly. Hello. I am writing to inquire about joining your club. I heard you guys have a great time over there at the Bilderberg, including but not limited to general tomfoolery and exquisite hors d'oeuvres. My qualifications for entry are as follows. I am a good standing member of the Costco Wholesale Club and currently have over 7,400 Alaska SkyMiles in my SkyMiles account. I have a Safeway club card too, but I lost it, so now I just type my phone number in at the checkout and it works. I had a Walgreens card but subscribed using my ex-girlfriend Keisha's phone number and must have subconsciously blocked it from my mind. I am a former Blockbuster Video member. I am in poor standing with the Society of Chinchilla Breeders, but they can go to hell as far as I'm concerned. I hope this will not disqualify me, but I was once the senior vice president for Build a Berg, a now defunct tourist trap near Lake Ontario off of I-81. During the winter months, patrons were encouraged to build large mounds of ice and snow, which would be shoved into the lake to see what happened. Mostly they just bobbed around and melted. I look forward to your reply. If it helps at all, I am a recently licensed online wedding officiant and will offer 15% discounts to other bitter birdies. That's what I've started calling other members. If you use it without permission, I will sue. Best regards, Aaron Donnelly, the Think Funny Podcast. So back to the the conspiracy itself. Now, what were your guys' thoughts on, do you think there is a conspiracy here for them to be planning or sort of pulling the strings? It's really strange. I mean, I, I found one article that said, like, four things you know about the Bilderberg meeting and and one thing you don't. And I mean, they had this website out there. They they actually published the names of most of the people that are going to be participating there. They have a right. a large um, steering committee that has thirty members and two co chairs at the moment right now. So it's been going on since nineteen fifty four. I, th- I think it's just too vast. I mean, you could say that it's hiding in plain sight, which probably the conspiracy theorist's main argument would be. But it's just mm-hmm. too it's too vast. It's too many people involved, and they they couldn't keep that secret. Um, at least their nefarious type of uh, agenda. I guess my counterpoint would be, what do you think they're discussing? People from so many countries in so many, you got political figures, you got uh, like dignitaries, you have captains of industry, all meeting from different countries. And you know they won't talk about what they're talking about. I guess I find that odd. They give a list of their topics, but they're so vague. Like it's like China. Is a topic. <laughs> Russia, the future of yes. capitalism, <laughs> the ethics of artificial <laughs> intelligence. Now, that's a scary thought that there's this builder group is discussing that. One of the videos I watched in preparation for this was an InfoWars video. <laughs> yes. So I'll just and preface he is it by saying it was. Opponent. A, I didn't know until I was a couple minutes into the video that it was an Alex Jones Info 
Wars deal, but right. I mean, it, it, there are still odd things about it. I mean, you got to admit, like the fact that there's U.S. officials there, mm-hmm. like uh, Panetta and Henry Kissinger, and there were several other U.S. officials, you know, and he was saying how that violates the Logan Act. That does violate the Logan Act. So why are they allowed to be there? You know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they, they claim that on the website that uh, they're there and they're as individuals only and uh-huh. not representing any group or cause. And that that's just not true. I mean, the, yeah, the optics look terrible and they're so vague about what they are talking about. And they have that rule in place where they can't cite. They can talk about generally what's going on, but they can't like cite who said it. Yeah, I think it's called yes. the Chatham, yep. Chatham rule. rule or Chatham rule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So the other theories, uh, conspiracy thoughts about them are that they put certain people in power, like they identify up-and-comers, and then they put them in places of power that they want them. So the example would be that both Bill Clinton and Tony Blair went to a Bilderberg conference a year before they were elected president and prime minister, respectively. And also Margaret Thatcher attended in 1975 and then quickly rose to fame after making a sort of an impact there at the Bilderberg. Um, She's an an interesting one because she kind of went from obscurity to kind of a meteoric rise very quickly. So she's the one that really stands out to me. The other, another thing is that the, the thought is that they manufactured the oil crisis of 1973. Uh, And another one is that they propagated within that Bilderberg meeting that Saddam Hussein had WMDs and nuclear capacity, which led to um, the United States entry or, you know, creation of the Iraq war, basically. The thought is that, that at the Bilderberg conference, the group there believed that he had WMDs that influenced Bush to uh, step over the edge and, and start the Iraq war. You know, what people are afraid of is that there's already a, a World Bank and there's already NATO and there's already the UN and the EU. And so things are consolidating, mm-hmm. have been consolidated already. Um, and then you add businesses and uh, monopolies and suddenly, you know, things become very, very tight. Right. Um, I'm not a uh, conspiracy theorist type guy, but this is pretty obvious that what you have here is even if it's innocuous and they're not doing anything official you do have the mingling of the most powerful people on earth government and private companies to discuss and potentially come to a consensus on the trajectory of world history so it is there's something there that's a little ominous and scary that's my thing is okay so what are they talking about are they talking about Mm -hmm. like uh what's on what's new on netflix or yeah (laughs) you know right so they're talking about something. And to keep it in secrecy, you're going to invite questions like this. There's video of all these people going into the same hotel, so they can't say, ah, oh, well, this this is all made up. No, it's right. clearly all these right. people have got together and met before. What are they talking about for these two or three days? Now, they don't always and, have the same people. So that is one sort of argument against the conspiracy is that the people change so often that it doesn't allow for a conspiracy. Um, But it's almost like a conspiracy without the conspiracy. So I think the goal of a conspiracy is to manipulate things, is to a small number of people to manipulate things that affect a large number of people. That's probably happening, even if it's not nefarious, even if it's not planned, it just is as a result of a four-day conference with all these people together. And they're staying at a, you know, they're staying at a uh, hotel and they can easily meet uh, side meetings. And that's probably where yeah. the real, you know, the real conversations happen are in the side meetings. I think that I heard they're going to hold it at the Tahiti Inn next year, Matt. So <laughs> they'll have to pay by the hour. 
<laughs> Did you read the story about uh, Shia LaBeouf? Is it LaBeouf? Yes, I printed it out. It was my favorite headline. Shia LaBeouf got kicked out of a hotel for stealing chicken from Billionaires Conference. <laughs> that is a, that's yeah, so a very Shia LaBeouf headline. He, uh, it was at the Bilderberg meeting. Somehow he got to the uh, where the meeting was taking place, or he was there somehow. And he says they were having some kind of fancy meeting, and they had all this chicken, explained LaBeouf. Uh, we were sitting on the couch, and we're hungry and burnt, and I just figured, F it, we're just going to get this chicken. <laughs> so I beelined it for the chicken, and then I saw the security coming. <laughs> he grabbed a couple of chickens, then walked out, and as he's walked out, he got busted by security. And then he said, well, I'm part of this meeting. I was getting my chicken. Everyone's getting chicken. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> and the security guy told him it was the Bilderberg meeting and he needed to get out. So Shia LaBeouf uh, stuck it to the Bilderberg meeting and stole one of their chickens. The formation of the Bilderberg Group happened in 1954. After World War II and the start of the Cold War, it was a way for Europe and North America, primarily the United States, to communicate uh, openly about ideas. What their goal was, was to get all of these leaders of the world to be able to speak honestly and openly to each other to make sure everybody's on the same page so this this basically you can fight off the uh, communism and the world war three doesn't happen that was the impetus for it i think and there's a quote by this guy tennis healy he's a bilderberg group founder and steering committee member for 30 years this is the quote to say we are striving for a one world government is exaggerated but not wholly unfair to those of us in Bilderberg felt we couldn't go on forever fighting one another for nothing and killing people and rendering millions homeless, so we felt that a single community throughout the world would be a good thing. What do you guys think about a one-world government? To me, I hate the idea of a one-world government because I hate anything that would infringe on my personal freedom. Mm -hmm. I don't like any kind of globalized rules about things. I hate stuff like that. I like individual freedoms for individual people. It is weird, though, because... In ways, it could be a good thing. It'd probably be like we would lose out, but the rest of the world would probably benefit, especially third world, if something like this were to take place. When when other people think they know what's better for you, is that ever a good thing? Right. Yeah. And when is a, a just not yeah a large scale governmental agency is not the answer. The answer to me is guys like Bill Gates who spend all of their time, energy, and money on creating uh, technologies that will help the third world and on providing education to those people um, rather than a overarching governmental structure it's sort of an underlying educational boost or platform a technological advancement to get them out of the basic issues of survival that to me is the way forward a lot of the articles that i read you know people are saying that things would have to get so bad that in order to save humanity that was like the only choice and so <laughs> the only re the only way i could see that is if we had a you know world war three type of nuclear deal um, that at all parts of the globe were affected, you know, maybe rise of artificial intelligence, you know, like a mm -hmm. Terminator type situation, um, invasion by, you know, some some really crazy happening that affected the whole world. Otherwise, I mean, we're so like, especially in America, I don't think we would ever even come close to that. I mean, right now we're we fight over the most trivial things in this, you know, super partisan type of areas. Matt hit exactly on why I think it would never work in 
this country is because there's splinter groups of splinter groups of, I mean, look at how many uh, denominations of Christianity there are. Yeah, yeah they can't agree on the basics <laughs> you know? of Christianity, right? And speaking of, uh, you know, Christianity is that, you know, a lot of evangelical Christians believe in the rapture, end times, eventual one world government that will be ruled by the Antichrist as part of the end times as sort of vaguely outlined in the book of Revelation. So a lot of Americans actually would stand against a one world government just because of the uh, implementation, implications from the uh, book of Revelation, Mark of the Beast and all that in stuff. In a weird sense, it, though, they is, almost it, want it. Is implications <laughs> like implications? Is that similar to? I think I think it's when it when, Sorry, it, I couldn't when a court jester an imp has a, a megaphone. It's implication. Ah, now nah, I got yeah. it. Okay. Sorry. No, I was going to say, um, but, you know, some people may may want that actually because they want the second coming of Jesus. People uh, yeah. believe in that, you know, believe in the rapture. They're like, bring yeah. it on, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm tired. I don't. I'm tired of this world. I, you know, I want Jesus to come back, and you know, and that stuff. Are, are there people that are that confident in their faith that they want that to happen right now? <laughs> Maybe I, I would be a little scared of someone who felt that ready for right. Jesus. Right. I, I I hear you, man. Maybe if you're like 95 years old. And you know, any any yeah. second you could go anyway, and you're just like, I don't want to die, so bring it on. So I was recently in the house. It was an older lady, and she's really sweet. But I looked over, and there was a booklet there. It was a a folder, like a three ring binder or whatever. It said in handwriting um, instructions if you've been left behind, and so it's instructions for people if the rapture happened to come into her house and read about what happened hmm. um that just struck me she she wrote yeah those, i think the, the church encouraged them to do that that did that strike me as odd weird. however if you are a believer in this it's not odd there's so much better things you could do with your time other than spend a day or two writing out instructions yeah. for <laughs> i think they're gonna have bigger fish to fry yeah, i think it's actually a <laughs> caring gesture um i think it's i just don't believe in revelation so to me it uh it struck me it's you know it just hit me oddly so um wait wait, wait, wait. Okay. yeah we're gonna have to cover that in a different <laughs> podcast then you just hit me with something new so. yeah i don't uh okay. i don't subscribe to the whole evangelical uh rapture revelation revelation i i we can get into that but i, I think it's oh another that's yeah. okay we'll we'll just we got a we got a podcast episode i think okay. now so we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, that. yeah Let's get back to Bilderberg. <laughs> we should. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, uh, unlike all the other uh, secret societies, it's not all male dominated, uh, which is what, and one of the usual yeah. things about it. In fact, the first name on the list, when you look at the list of in- invitees for 2019, was Stacey Abrams, which mm-hmm. uh, is African-American woman who uh, ran for governor in Georgia and lost. But she's very influential. She actually gave the Democratic response to the State of the Union address. And so I think that might tie in, though, Aaron, to either you or Nate's argument that they include up-and-comers that mm-hmm. potentially could help move forward the agenda. Uh, because, yeah, she's definitely an up-and-comer uh, within Democratic politics. So I thought that was the most unusual name on the list that I saw. And yeah, I saw like was it the uh, the Queen of the Netherlands? Mm-hmm. I think she was on there. She's one of the prominent members. That's a good uh, porn um, actress name. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not, it should be. Um, 
She'd be like the right. grand old lady of like a late forties. She doesn't do the work anymore. She just appears sometimes in scenes. Sorry, go ahead. I'll uh, I'll leave that. <laughs> um, but like you're saying, I guess I don't understand why they rotate some of these people that come in and out of the group. It, to me, that's that's the confusing part. Is it because they identify people that they think could they could use and be helpful, and then other people are rotated out that maybe don't live up to their expectations or don't fully get on board with everything they've like how do you guys see that i just see it as they identify the people that are movers and shakers and important so maybe the ceo of what was it what's the old department store name woolworths <laughs> used to go and now it's the ceo uh-huh. of amazon so it, it is interesting you can't buy your way into it you have to be chosen um if you try to buy your way into it you basically get chastised i think that leads credence that to the fact that maybe it is somewhat legitimate so it's like one month it's dane cook and then the next <laughs> yeah. year it's like uh, dave Chappelle, yeah. and then it'll be whoever's popular mm-hmm. after that they do invite journalists okay. uh, to it but they they come in a personal capacity and they're not allowed to report. I saw that. Uh, yeah. I think the uh, writer for Washington Post uh, was there. Yeah. Uh, as well as uh, for Bloomberg News. That's just wrong, though. You get, If you're a journalist, you got to have no soul to agree to that. I mean, to me, journalism, you got to have some integrity and you got to say, no, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think that's kind of caving in. It's yeah. weird to be able to go like that as a journalist and not, not say anything about it, which is very mm-hmm. strange. Well, maybe I'll get the invite. And uh, I'll let you. I, I'll I'll come back and be like, huh, no, nothing happened. Never mind. It's uh, yeah, I'm just, but, yeah. <laughs> this podcast will disappear oh. from our. Uh, from our list it is weird. Podcast. I tried to YouTube a Bilderberg uh, video on YouTube, and then it said server not found. So oh, uh, I also oh. downloaded an or watched a bought an Amazon Prime. You know they have. Have you ever searched an Amazon uh, video for? random things and they there are so many movies on there of like documentaries that were obviously like homemade yes. and you, so is it Bilderberg for, the movie yeah okay I saw yeah. that on there but I didn't want to spend the two ninety nine dollars I did oh. and uh I it was so bad. Nate, do you watch it? I watched part yeah, of it. There was like a large sections of it where someone was speaking another language and it was not subtitled. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was not helpful, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wanted to tell you guys. I So I did um, the tweet that I wrote the letter to the Bilderberg people. I decided to promote it on Twitter. I thought, I'm going to pay for advertising on it and see what happens. So the minimum amount when you do that is $50. So I was like, okay, I'm going to spend 50 bucks and promote this thing and see what happens with it. But then I hit, I hit promote. And then afterwards I looked on my phone and I realized that when you click on the letter, you can't read it on your phone because it's so small and the font, it's, uh, it gets so pixelated that you can't really read it. So I think we just paid. You saw that my credit card was linked to it. (laughs) (laughs) I think we just paid $50 to annoy people because a lot of people did click on it, but no one clicked clicked through so yeah it had like not it only had i mean it was no uh molest gump i think it would have got more had people been able to actually read it so i think i just annoyed people in our name (laughs) for uh fifty (laughs) dollars well that's my goal so but last night when i read your thing i was thinking about it afterwards and i'm like what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna write a letter to build a bear 
Bilderberg, <laughs> but I'm going to act like I think they're Bilderberg. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to make a lot of accusations about things. Yeah. The self-proclaimed um, leading magician, children's magician of West Virginia. <laughs> yes, I did in West Virginia. Which <laughs> is following us yeah. now. So we've, we've hit yeah. the big time. He liked some stuff, so shout out to self-proclaimed leading children's mu- magician. <laughs> in West Virginia. Because in the polls, he's outside, he's outside the top ten. He's a right in. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to the Think Funny Podcast. Thanks to all of our Twitter followers. Think Funny Pod C1 uh, is our Twitter handle. And uh, shoot us an email if you got questions or you'd like us to cover a certain topic. It's thinkfunnypodcast at gmail.com. And for Nate, Matt, and myself, uh, thanks a lot. And we'll see you guys next week. Where no one pays attention to Hollow Notes song countdowns, one man is determined to troll his mother, who also happens to be the only person following his countdown. Anyway, this man, he's trying to convince his mom that Oates, of the pop duo Hollow Notes, was once embroiled in fighting international terrorism. Which sounds like a futile waste of time until you realize, no, I guess it is. listening to think funny if you enjoyed the show please take a moment to like subscribe and tell a friend if you have comments or topics for the guys you can email them at thinkfunnypodcast at gmail.com and check out aaron for today's show notes and much more that's a-a-r-o-n-d-o-n-l-e-y.com yeah, yeah.